Get better, uh, stay focused, uh, starve the distractions, if you will, and uh, lock in on what we got to do to get one and zero this week. Got a very uh, talented and experienced uh, UCF team uh, coming in. Do you believe in that? Hour three, Toby and TJ with you on a Wednesday Hump Day. Oh man! Uh, all right, I'm going to play a little. Brent Venable's audio here, and while it's playing, TJ, I want you to be thinking about something, okay? I want us to rank at the halfway point here who have been the five best players for OU so far this year. MVP one through five. Okay, in order. Number one is their... Halfway point MVP, number five is fourth runner-up. Five, four, three, two, one. Got it? Got it. Not Hello? Listening. I'm listening. Hello. I was writing names in uh, okay. already, so yeah. All right. Five best players so far this year for Oklahoma. Uh, here is Brent Venables yesterday. He was asked to reflect on the quarterback position at OU when he arrived. I thought this was interesting. Uh, when did Dylan Gabriel come on his radar? He had Caleb Williams here. He was hoping to hang on to him. He was asked to go back to that time and kind of take us through the thought process. And here was his answer. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to really go back and talk about um, guys that aren't here anymore, but uh, we needed, you know, our quarterback roster was – uh, not what Oklahoma is used to. I think that goes without saying uh, for lots of different reasons. I think we had had a couple of guys uh, within, you know, several months of December that had already decided to move on or had moved on to some other schools, and and we uh, did not have a, a roster uh, that was strong uh, at quarterback as a result from a depth standpoint and development standpoint. Uh, just didn't have the numbers. So, uh, I can't remember exactly when, but uh, even before that announcement, we knew we needed to get 
additional quarterbacks. That was the mindset was we need probably two additional. Uh, if uh, everything stays the same, we need a couple. And uh, so we end up getting one uh, right away. And, uh, and that was a very um, – uh, that was a very uh, pressurized, uh, pressurized moment, if you will, uh, for for Dylan and for Russ. And then he had to have a lot of trust and faith and belief, and uh, knowing that he had, had never had never met me, I FaceTime with him, and hey, brother, here's the situation. I visit with him and his family, and I know you're supposed to be going to college tomorrow, or maybe it was two days away, and uh, but here's our situation. And obviously, Jeff's relationship, uh, you know, lend credibility, you know, to, uh, you know, some of their conversations and the things that I was, we were, you know, laying out there for him. So, uh, you know, next thing you know, he's, he had a few questions and we answered them as well as we could under the circumstance. Some of it you just didn't know, but I told him I couldn't make any promises about who was going to be here, who wasn't. Um, I was going to try to keep the roster as is. Uh, so he'd have to come knowing, you know, that I didn't, uh, wasn't going to be um, uh, misleading and things of that nature. I wanted him to come here and feel good about his opportunity. And he bet on himself uh, when it's all said and done. He bet on himself and bet on his relationship with Coach Levy and uh, worked out really well for, for all of us. Did you watch any tape on him? Oh, yeah. Been familiar yeah. with his name? Yeah. What stood out when you watched him? Uh, just a baller, you know. And of course, I knew. Of Dylan Gabriel, uh, having been in the Southeast, and uh, there was another quarterback, Mackenzie Milton, that had transferred to Florida State. So I kind of knew those dynamics of what was going on. Uh, you know, Florida State was a big rival. So, um, and then fan of of you know uh, a Josh and Jeff both, and their situation there. And so I've always been paying attention. And oh, this Gabriel guy's pretty dang good, you know. And so. Uh, and then, of course, we watched his video too. You know, uh, let's just get familiarized. Uh, you know, with here's the guys that maybe we're looking at. All right, there you go. Uh, we'll walk back in time, and and he's right. Uh, I don't know that I've thought about it much since then, but you remember he was going to UCLA. He was about to start classes at UCLA, and blindly had to say, "I'm going to Middle America." Um, and until last week, like before last Saturday, TJ, would you say it had worked out or no? Yeah, I think it had. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, ah. It's okay. Yeah. I was with yes, someone last weekend post Texas, mind you, who said, I still not a big believer in Dylan Gabriel. Well, did he not watch that game? He did watch the game. Nah, He's just he stubborn. Had, no, he didn't. He didn't watch that game. Anyway, all right. So I have asked you, I've given you a project here. Uh, halfway point, top five players so far this year for OU. Are you prepared? Definitely uh, up top with the top couple. Uh, the other, I've got several names written down, but we can we can figure this out. Well, give me five through one for you, and then I'll uh, let you know if I got any differences. Who's number five? I went ahead and put Tawi Walker there. All right. 
Um, Tywee Walker, go ahead, explain. You know, not a ton of yards has been, uh, has, uh, but I think with what the running backs have done this year, he's been a key element. And uh, what's he got? Four or five touchdowns on the year. I think he's been an important part, even though statistically the numbers aren't huge through six games. I would say so. I gave okay. him the nod there. Uh, right. Number four, I went Nick Anderson. He just scores touchdowns. Nick Anderson. Yes. 11 catches, six, six touchdowns. touchdowns on the year. That's right. Uh, and the game winner against Texas. I gave him the nod over Jalil Farouk, who has a lot more yards. Andrew Anthony. Drake Stoops has had a great year. Um, I don't know. He just stands out to me and has a big moment and delivers, and that's why I put him there. Uh, number three may have some argument with, but Gentry Williams. I think he's been incredible this year. And maybe I've got him too high there, but it seems like he makes big plays every game this year and has done an excellent job. So I put him there. Three, at three. interceptions. Yes. A fumble recovery. Okay, go ahead. Two and one. You can flip a coin, but the way I have it is Dylan Gabriel two. Danny Stutzman won. Wow. Still not a believer in Dylan Gabriel. No, I, I'm a, I am. That's what I'm saying. I could flip a coin, but I think Danny Stutzman has been, you know, incredible and is a Butkus award-winning contender. And Dylan's right there with the Heisman uh, odds right now. So that's what I'm saying. You flip a coin, I probably would go either way on those two guys. I think those two are easy there at one and two, just however you want to place them. Will you boo Dylan Gabriel when he takes the field on Saturday? I never have. Nor After will this I. stance of anti-Dylan Gabriel. I don't believe I've taken an anti-Dylan Gabriel stance, nor have I ever booed him. So, um. Okay, so just to recap, Stutzman one, Gabriel two, Gentry three, uh, who was four? Nick Anderson and Tommy Nick Walker. Nick Anderson four, Tommy Walker five. Mine is slightly different. At five, I have Javante Barnes. No, I'm just kidding. I don't I have Javante say Barnes. Interesting. I'm just kidding. I'm just Give kidding. us your reasoning on that. I'm just, why isn't he out there? <laughs> Can we get an answer? He would have 800 yards right now if he were out there. I have Jaleel Farouk at number five. Yeah, and I have him written down here, like just under all that. And like I said, probably deserving over Nick Anderson as an overall body of work. So we got no problem with that. I think he has been fantastic. Um, both as a wide receiver, his yards after catch were great, have been great all year and pivotal against Texas. He's been great in the return game, all-purpose, averaging well over 100 yards a game. I think Farouk has been way better than I anticipated coming into this year for them. By the way, the, the jet sweeps, the direct snaps to him on Saturday, the Wildcat package, I think they'll keep using that. That's yeah. a, good, a good package they put in against Texas. He's had a great year. Before you move on, I did have – the other two names written down that I had were Jalil Farouk and Billy Bowman, just so if you're there on your list. Those were my alternates there that could be worked uh, in. So. I have Billy Bowman at four. Okay. Billy Bowman has been in the middle of a bunch. He has. He's picked off a couple of packs, uh, passes. He's got a pick six. 
He had the hit that forced the interception against Texas last week down on the goal line. Um, his tackle numbers are real high. You just, like, number two is always at the ball. Been tremendous. Bill, not a surprise. We expected Billy Bowman to have a great year, and he has. Number three, Gentry Williams. For every reason you said, this is a surprise. We didn't even know who the other starter opposite Woody Washington would be when the year started. Uh, Gentry had some preseason issues. Mm-hmm. He gets the nod, and he has shown up. Now, I don't have Woody Washington in my top five, and, and that maybe that's an oversight. The reason Gentry's been so busy is because everybody refuses they, to they, throw in the so direction of Woody to to Washington. Him. Sure. But so, he's made the most of uh, his opportunities with the picks, he's the fumble been, recoveries, everything he's done. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, uh, how many? Well, let me see. I got it right here. How many times have you seen him try to throw a screen and Gentry's behind the line of scrimmage blowing it up? Um, He has been fantastic. He's got four tackles for loss this year. I bet all four of those are wide receiver or running back screens that he has uh, bubbles that he has raced up the field and, and knocked him down behind the line of scrimmage. Number two, Dylan Gabriel, quarterback, Heisman candidate, phenomenal final drive against Texas, and number one, you're right, the best player on this team so far so this year has been Dan. Dan. Don't call him Dan. It sounds weird. Stutzman won Gabriel two, Williams three, Bowman four, Farouk five for me. I Javon, uh, Nick Anderson deserves consideration i got no argument he has done nothing when he steps on the field he makes things happen he just hasn't been on the field a he ton. doesn't been much and Tal i think he's got probably a doesn't deserve to half. be that top five but i'm just i don't know where the running backs would be at all without him so. he's made big plays for the yeah. yeah no they've needed him uh i think the second half of the season nick anderson's got a chance to definitely be in that group for me because i think he's going to see a lot more playing time andrell anthony could have got a mention he's been fantastic for them hasn't scored a bunch of touchdowns but he's made a bunch of big plays woody washington like i said i think deserves to be in consideration just for what he means even though he hasn't been in the middle of it a whole bunch uh obviously lv bunkley shelton deserves some consideration that was a joke i shouldn't say that um so yeah i think we're in the same ballpark there same neighborhood you know who's made a bunch of plays i would i didn't consider him for my top five necessarily Key Lawrence had a really nice first half of the year. Yeah, there's there's several names. You got um, Jaron Kanika, uh, you know, has several tackles, was huge in that Texas game. So there's a lot of names you could throw out there that deserve honorable mentions. You know what Key Lawrence is really good at? Like really, really good at? He has seven forced fumbles in his career. He is great at stripping the football whatever i mean they just he i don't know i guess that's a knack i guess that's not luck i guess that's a knack that some guys have um of being able to you know not necessarily recover the fumble but force the fumble that's a big number like he's mm-hmm. uh, i think he's had uh, two this year uh but last year he had several and Peyton so Bowen anyway. has made the most of his opportunities. Peyton Bowen's so, been phenomenal. Yeah. 
We didn't name a single defensive lineman because I don't know. Like, they've been great, but who stands out in that group? Ethan Downs Ethan was Downs, great Saturday. Maybe. I mean, but at, at particular times, but yeah, you're right. Jonah Laulu's been really good. PJ has flashed. But I don't know if there's one of them that deserves to be in the top five. Desan McCullough's had some nice moments. Um, Drake Stoops has had a very good year, obviously, but he's kind of been what we thought he was, right? He's expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just steady so, Eddie. Anyway. All right, your thoughts, 405-651-3439, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, bottom line, I guess the, the takeaway from that segment is we're both very impressed with the year Gentry Williams has had so far this year. He wouldn't. Yeah, if it wasn't we for the other two, guessed. he may would be number one. I mean, I mean, obviously he would be on both. Coming into the year, we wouldn't have guessed Gentry no. Williams would be one of their top three players at the halfway point. And the second takeaway is, like, TJ still – is not a believer in Dylan Gabriel. <laughs> not true. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. RK Black brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Been in business since 1952. Leading provider of office technology solutions. Fax printer, scanner, copiers, document management, RK Black, rkblack.com, 405-943-9800. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, ta wee 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 this texter says. Uh, how can Dylan Gabriel be the best player in the country if he's not the best player on his team? Yeah, because that's the way the Heisman goes, I mean... Well, if one of them wins the Heisman and one of them wins the Butkus, who's to say which was better? Yeah. They're just linebackers don't win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And if you think about those two guys, which we both had one and two, uh, I was significantly higher in Dylan than you were, but we still both had them on one and two. <laughs> you had them at the same spot. Both of those guys heavily criticized last year, right? Yes. Stutzman said something in a podcast that got everybody all rankled about being, you know, one foot this way or one foot that way. Used at times, yeah. He wasn't, uh, the you know, the details. He wasn't. He wasn't. And then Dylan was the quarterback of a six and seven team. And to both their credit, I guess they could have, you know, gone elsewhere. We we live in the era of the transfer portal, but they are having seasons at the halfway point in which. Mentioning them in the Heisman and Butkus race is completely appropriate. So, kudos. What else you got? Uh, there is a Dan for every man, and his last name is Stutzman, this texter Love says. Love it. Key Lawrence is also great at pumping up his teammates. He's always there cheering when they're making yep. plays. Good cheerleader. By the way, I have to correct one thing. Six force fumbles. I knew I had said seven force fumbles. He forced the fumble at Texas that was overturned. Um, remember that early first yes. half? The knee okay, went down. so yeah. he's back to six now, unfortunately. But go ahead. Uh, Stoops, money on first downs. He is, but we expected that. We expected that to be. Um, Love Drake Stoops. One of the Love things him. that he is uh, responsible for, and he's been Tough great at it. As can be. 
good morning. Could you please uh, repeat Toby's top five? My wife interrupted your show with an update on our new granddaughter's birth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, congratulations on the new granddaughter. <laughs> Tell your wife to hold all breaking news. Until after so the show. Commercial break. By Come the way, on. that breaking news of his grandchild brought to you by Wagner's Heating and Air. That's Do we have our, a name? That's uh, our uh, breaking news sponsor there. Please text us the name of the grandbaby and the mother, if you wouldn't mind. That'd be great. I went Stutzman 1, Gabriel 2, Gentry Williams 3, Bill Bowman 4, Bill, and Jalil Farouk Bill 5. Bowman. Bill Bowman? He was a bad <laughs> man in the day. Uh, TJ's hate for lefties will never let him put DG at the top. <laughs> yep. Facts. Uh, guys, no Walter Rouse or any other old lineman. See, I'm just not gifted enough. Yeah, that's me. That's I'm not going to put anybody like that. I just can't. Rouse I don't blocked view the two guys at once. Way. Yeah, he blocked two guys at once. But I wouldn't have known that had people not pointed that out to me, and then I gone back and watched it. So Tyler Guyton has been. Really, really good this year. I just don't know how to judge an offensive lineman. Listen to Gabe's podcast. He'll give you an accurate assessment there. They, maybe they deserve to be in there. I'll tell you what. Walter Rouse has won a lot of people over these last two weeks with his personality. Turns out he's fun dude. He's a fun, lovable guy. At 6'6", 325 pounds, T.J. I don't know that we've heard we've heard him talk much, if at all, before Until last week, he blocked yeah. two guys at once to beat Texas. But um, yeah, he's a, he's cool. This texture says number one on the list should be BV because of the development of these players. All right, let's uh, let's hear what BV has to say about that assessment, TJ. Okay, it was. Maybe Sun Tzu talked about, you know, the in the art of war, talking about, again, deception, you know, as something that is utilized on the battlefield. You know, Aristotle says, you know, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, therefore, is not a one-time act. It's a habit. Those that exalt themselves will be humbled, and those that humble themselves will be exalted. I know I think mismanaged success is the number one reason for failure, and well-managed failure is the number one reason for success. And you got to just be a paragon of perseverance, and you got to put your head down. you got to go to work. And This ain't Norman, Oklahoma. This is Los Angeles. And the people here are very sophisticated. Yeah, there you go. At the beginning there, was he talking about Rudy's green chili stew? Mm-hmm. He said something about stew in the beginning. There. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the art of let's war. see here. Uh, Heath in Atlanta says, take out Anderson, put in Billy Bowman. Uh, Scary Gary says, T.D. Anderson. That is. All right. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? I don't know. What's my? I know TJ's gut is famous, but I've been trusting my gut for years with a lot of success. I think DG has a mediocre game and plays just well enough for us to win. I think the defense will control this game for us. Sugar Shane. Did you? Sugar did you Shane. send that text in? No. Sugar Shane oh. hates Dylan Gabriel. Thinks he's a complete. Bum. Really. Yeah. Hmm. Do you know Sugar Shane, or this is no, his history? No, this is of text his history messaging. of texting. He just thinks he's mediocre. That Dylan Sugar Gabriel's Shane, just... e- explain yourself, please. Did even you... after uh, the Texas game, he's still down on. Well, even just look at last picks. year's team when he went down. Right. What happened? I mean, come on. 
Uh, people, here, here's the opposite, I think. I'm from Big Rich in OKC. People that didn't appreciate DG last year don't know football. He was top 20 rated in the nation Whew. in first year at OU after an injury. He did have good stats last year. They just they were not good in close games. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing he's done better, right? I mean, that's the biggest difference between him and last year. Last year he had good stats, too. But tight games, fourth quarter. So if you remember back to OU Texas two weeks ago, second half, it's tight. There's a They go for it on fourth down around midfield. He throws it behind Drake Stoops. Incomplete. Texas ties it up fourth quarter late. OU gets the ball back. Big third down. He rifles one through the hands of Austin Stogner. Incomplete. That was a lot of what happened last year. Big moments, big games, big third and fourth downs. A little behind a guy, a little over a guy. Not quite accurate enough. Couldn't make the big play. It happened again Saturday until the final drive. When he clutched up, he did it also against SMU when that game got close earlier this year. So the difference has been, point being, the difference has been in the biggest moments he's delivered this year. Not all of them on Saturday, but the biggest moments he delivered against Texas. Here's a Sugar Shane supporter. DG was 19 of 34 before that last drive. I think you guys are letting that drive skew the overall view of his season. No, not at all. And I don't think 19 to 34, fine, but he made big time plays in that game well before the last drive. Some of the runs that he did, yep. some of the get balls that he got rid of and threw away, decisions that he made on the field. Um, does he miss guys from time to time? Sure. Have I got on to him about that? Have I questioned his deep ball a little bit? Everybody yes. does. Everybody does. But he's been excellent. Excellent. He. 16 touchdowns, two picks, five rushing touchdowns. Come on, 21 total touchdowns, two interceptions, 313 yards a game. If you don't like the guy, for whatever reason, I don't know what it could possibly be. He's your quarterback. Like, are you honestly hoping he gets benched in favor of a guy who's thrown 15 passes in his career? Honestly, if you can't get behind this guy like what why are you even cheering for this team he's having a phenomenal year other than the epic game winning drive to beat texas in the final minute 17 tj he was just okay okay other than that TJ. <laughs> other than that Uh, we could get into this text on the other side because I did mean to bring this up today. I didn't know if you saw this yesterday. Jeff from OKC wants to know if it's true. He goes, I don't know if this is 100% true or not, but just read that Caleb Williams uh, is demanding ownership stake for any team that drafts him. Is that crazy? Yes. It's crazy, and it won't happen. Aaron Rodgers tried making that happen with his Jets contract, um, and the league shot it down. Um, let me talk to young Caleb Williams here. As a guy that was promised ownership stake in a business many years ago, and it didn't happen, um, just take your contract and be happy with what you got. Okay. <laughs> the guy Go that, ahead. Tell us more about that story. Now, the guy that promised me that is now living in the Virgin Islands, and I never received my ownership stake. But that's okay. I'm yeah. joking. I'm joking. No, uh, Caleb, it's not going to happen. Here's my thing that I'll say about Caleb. 
he may be the next Patrick Mahomes. He may be Hall of Fame NFL great that wins two or three Super Bowls. He's starting to become a real headache, and his dad's becoming a bitter, bigger headache. Not that maybe they weren't already, but it keeps getting more and more and more as we go along with this. And I'm starting to look, if I'm, a, if I'm an NFL franchise, and say, do I want to deal with this dude for the next 10 or 15 years? Because I'm not sure that I do. Talent or not. Drake May's pretty good. He's pretty good. I might start looking that way. We don't hear much from Mr. May. Papa May? We said I'm aware of. <laughs> Maybe North Carolina fans are screaming at the radio right now. Uh-huh. Uh, quick break. 835. Back after this. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. I was looking at some mock drafts during that break. Uh, What sooner is... Well, there's one mock draft I'm looking at right now that has a sooner pick to go number eight overall. Want to guess who it is? Huh. I don't know who they would have that high. Who is it? Tyler Guyton. Oh, nice. Eight now, overall. Wow. I've looked at two other mock drafts that don't have him in the first round. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I didn't know who that could be. So, But, uh, I mean, he's massive. He's athletic. I could totally see why, if he has a good combine, that he's going to be first, second round guy. I mean, he's going to be way up there. Yeah, but top ten, that's... Yeah, we'll see about that. You also got to factor in the Biedenbow, the OU and Biedenbow effect there, and how many great offensive linemen they've churned out in recent years. I'm sure that doesn't hurt them. I wonder what I wonder how Walter Rouse is thought of by the uh, NFL. I think better after uh, two uh, two Saturdays ago. I'm fascinated with the Dylan Gabriel topic we were uh, talking about last segment. I do feel like there are some people who have just dug their heels in. I think that's a little bit with it. Like, if Dylan Gabriel wasn't the starter this year, what would the record be? Would they be 6-0? I have no idea. I mean, it's hard to say that. I mean, mean, maybe Jackson Arnold comes in and he's throwing for 450 yards a game and making big plays. I don't know. But I I would think that they've probably got one Maybe two losses at this point. I mean, I just think he's that important with his experience and what he does on the field and the decisions that he makes. He certainly hasn't cost him a game or come anywhere close to costing him a game. He's been fabulous. I'm willing to leave room for Jackson Arnold to be a superstar. I think there's a chance the kid's phenomenal. And maybe he's Trevor Lawrence and... Maybe he steps right in next year or even this year, if heaven forbid something happens, and is is even better than Dylan Gabriel is right now. But, man, that is a huge if, right? I mean, it would be really hard to play better than Dylan Gabriel's playing right now for anybody in the country. Like, you can really only make an argument that maybe two guys are playing as good. That's McCarthy and, and Penix. He has been tremendous. 
Now, I don't know. Maybe Saturday has a bad day. Maybe he throws a bad pick. Maybe maybe he costs him a game on down the line somewhere. But I just feel like – and the funny – funny, the interesting thing about him has been like he's a really good guy. He has – he's friendly. Everybody loves him. All his teammates love him. Coaches love him. Classmates love him. Like, this isn't a Spencer Rattler situation where you hear rumblings about him, you know, being hard to like and a jerk behind the scenes and students on campus don't like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, Dylan Gabriel's incredibly popular and friendly and kind and uh, generous. Well, I was going to say, look at the last two years what he's – Taking all the guys to the lake or whatever that trip is that uh, he puts together and plans. He bought all the uniforms yeah. for the kids in Hawaii and yeah. everything. And But there are some people who, for whatever reason, just cannot stand the guy. Sugar Shane and would they, like to know that he likes Dylan Gabriel. He just thinks he's mediocre. And he thinks he'll struggle this why? week because he thinks, he says, playing a team you're a huge part of can be hard on you mentally when you go back and play them. Like when Peyton had to play the Colts for the first time okay. after going to Denver. Okay. So he's thinking mentally it'll mess with him playing uh UCF this weekend that's a that's a fair point it could happen I but you had said he's kind of a long time detractor I thought he was maybe if I'm um, mislabeling you there Sugar Shane I apologize but there uh, certainly are some yeah and and maybe in five years we look back and they're right maybe Dylan has a bad second half of the season Jackson Arnold ends up being all-world and we say, man, if they had just put Jackson Arnold in in 2023, that was a team that could have won a championship. But you don't have, I mean, that there is no evidence to back that up right now. As far as Gabriel goes. Jackson Arnold has looked great. The opportunities he's been given, he's looked great. But one guy is a redshirt senior, knows the offense inside out, is a cool, calm veteran who has now delivered in one of the biggest clutch situations in OU history. And the other guy's thrown 15 collegiate passes. A couple of more texts on this. Uh, Sooner Jeff says, if this was DG's first year, we would all be completely in love with him. So he mm-hmm. thinks that a lot of people are just basing that off of an injury season last year. Um Trey says, if Jackson Arnold is no better than G, uh, DG, we stand no chance in the SEC. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dylan Gabriel could go in and compete against SEC. Dylan Gabriel would be year. the best quarterback in the SEC right now. <laughs> um, right now. Yeah. Running through my head quickly, that's probably true. Uh, I, yeah. You're, who's second? I was going to say, yeah, you're... You're probably right. I mean, he's one of the top three, four quarterbacks in the country, according to, you know, Vegas odds and stuff right now for the Heisman. So, and those are sitting in the Pac-12 and some other places outside the SEC. So, uh, hang on a second. Here is the, uh, let's see, what site is this? College Football Network. Um, SEC quarterback rankings. Jaden Daniels, LSU number one. He's oh, really good. Yeah, he's he really, is good. really good. I was, he's really I good. I forgot about him. Jackson Dart is number two. He was just at the ranch eating he a steak the by steak, himself yeah. not long ago. 
Spencer Rattler is number three. That's the state of the SEC right now. Jaden Daniels and Dylan Gabriel would head and shoulders be the best they two would, quarterbacks be in the, the SEC. Top two easy, yeah. Uh, Chris Point joins us next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with The Crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Nice. We welcome in now today's guest speaker at the Gaylord School of Journalism, Chris Plank. Good morning, Plank. Had a little panic for a moment. For a Scared me for like 30, uh, 30 tenths of a second. Now I'm ready to go. I even dressed nice for you today, T-Rail. You'll be impressed. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. You wearing one of those jackets with patches on the sleeve? Not that fancy. No, 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 okay. no. Just my typical sideline attire, I Tweed. think, is what we're getting. Oh, okay. Not anything. Yeah, I like that. Well, you know what, though? That's not a bad idea. Go home, grab one of those jackets, take myself a little, uh, like, what What do the professors used to always, they'd have a pipe, right? So I'd get me yeah. an old man Tweed pipe. Tweed jacket and a pipe. Mm-hmm. Just walk in there and be like, friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ear. <laughs> Let me tell you of the nice. the ales that is the radio industry. They're gonna, I told Toby this morning, they're gonna, you're going to walk in, they're going to think it's Toby, and they're all going to be pointing like the Spider-Man meme. <laughs> <laughs> Toby Rowland. Toby Rowland. What's going Chris, on? I told this on the show yesterday, but uh, I was at Rudy's Monday night, and during a commercial break and Brent's show, I ran to the restroom right there right. around the corner, and there was a guy, a, a young man in there already. When I came in, we were urinal mates for a few seconds, and he said, hey, Chris Plank. Ha <laughs> ha. Just kidding. Hi, Toby. <laughs> Urinal mates, y'all were at separate uh, separate urinals. That made it sound like you guys were sharing. Right, one. exactly. You <laughs> wanted the same one, just so we're clear. One. I had the I had the same thing with the guy. Thank that you for clarifying that. that TJ. <laughs> goes to our church where he said, "I'm like, I think he thinks I'm Toby," and he said it a couple of times. And he's like, "I know who you are." It was just absolutely hilarious. Hey, I had a scenario that just played out for me that I wanted to share with you guys and to this listener. If this was your move, absolutely brilliant. By the way. So every day that I come to work, I stop. There is a little store right before you get on I-35 and right near that roundabout, T-Row, that Teddy was talking about. It's called the Goldsby Store. Great burgers. Absolutely incredible burgers. But coffee refills are only 50 cents. Nice. Tell me where you can find a better deal than that. So some guy comes in and decides that... 8.30 in the morning is that time whenever he's going to have some sort of discrepancy with his receipt. So you know what that does? That backs up the entire place, which is usually uh, real men, right? Like real men that are going to do real men stuff. Manual labor, things of that nature. They drive Farmers. Big trucks. Construction workers. So this this guy is disputing something on his receipt that this poor girl has no idea what to do. So it's back to line up. And I'm waiting, and I'm, I'm paying 50 cents for coffee. So I'm just, I'm in no rush. And I'm listening to a podcast. Actually, I'm listening to you guys whenever I'm mm. waiting in line. 
again, radio doesn't work in the car, so everything is on my phone now. And this line is long, Toby. I mean, this line is snaking through the store. And a guy walks in and pats me on the shoulder. He goes, I listen every day. I'm like, well, thank you. And after a moment, I'm like, I'm Chris. You know, I'm not Toby. Uh, but, <laughs> but, he's, but he goes, yeah, man. He goes, I listen. And I, I, had, so I had change in my hand. I, I, I look like I have my hands full. And well, I'm like, well, I'm sorry. Change my shake his hand. I'm like, well, it's nice to meet you. And I turn around, Toby, and he went right behind me. So I don't know, oh. sir. I know you're listening. If that was the move, and you're just like, I think that guy has a radio show. So here's how I'll cut in front of everyone. He cut in brilliant, line and he used knowing you exactly. Wow. I, 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 and I'm and, and kind of what I good move. That's a right? pretty good move, right? And this was for the Goldsby store, gents. Which again, probably not like next level as far as architecture is concerned, but as far as viability, pretty strong, pretty solid. You'll see uh, rock stars like my man Dallas from over at Fowler, who uh, is is a Washingtonian. So should I should I just applaud that move? Should I should I be worried? I mean, those dudes behind us were hot. I could see it in there, and no one was going to say anything because there's nothing you can do about right. it at that point. He's established himself as a listener. You right. can't say, "Hey, buddy, back Listen, to the line." And I wasn't about to be like, "Hey, there's the line," but I turned around and looked behind me, like that is a brilliant move, right? All of a sudden, you start talking to the person. Even if he had no idea who I was, it worked out perfectly. I, I don't know if I've ever been more in awe of a move in my life. It was, it was how fantastic. Did, how did the roundabout go for you today? Thankfully, I was coming the way where no one stops anyway. So whenever okay. you're coming from the Goldsby store towards I-35, Toby, you're in good shape. No one ever stops there anyway. You I just was wondering if right the guy through. ever got his receipt worked out. Did he get his change back? Bro, and let me tell you something. He was <laughs> mad about – it was the weird – Bro. <laughs> sorry. The weirdest thing about it, the, the reason that I was cracking up is because he goes, well, just take it off the receipt and I'll pay cash for it because I can't turn this in. I was like, turn it. What you? What were you buying? This is work related. Yeah, yeah exactly. And he was. Can you off. take the magazine off and I'll pay cash for it? I don't want him knowing I bought that. <laughs> That's exactly what it said. Like. <laughs> it was fantastic. What it started today. Chris, have a great show. I'll see you here in a little while. All right, Toby. I'll see you a little bit after uh, what? One o'clock? One thirty or so? Is that what it is? One forty. I'll 140. be there. I'll be there with bells okay. on. Okay. Very good. Uh, TJ, great job by you today. Great job by you today. Uh, you find folks, thanks for listening. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.